0: Broadcasting live from a zipline that never ends, this is Pop Culture Reference, your one-stop reference for all things pop culture. I'm one of your hosts, Garrett Strother.
1: And I'm your other host, Seamus Connolly.
0: We got a pretty light news week this week, but we've one news item that we are certainly going to have a lot to say about, I think. And we're back in the family for our main segment.
1: I can't believe it happened so soon. I'm almost... I'm almost a little sad that we didn't go to the theater for this one, but you know, F- Fast 10 is right around the corner as we said last week, so
0: I'm excited about it and you know, we'll talk more about this during the main segment, but it's incredible how excited we were for this.
1: <laughs> I we were almost like scolding each other like how do we get here? how do we get to this point? But uh, truly we were like very, I was, I was pumped hitting play on this movie the other day, and we'll get into it, like you said in the main segment, but multiple times on our feet, exclaiming just loud cheers of joy. It, it, we're true fans, Garrett. I know I, I make a lot of jokes about it, but we are actual fans.
0: We are actual fans. I never thought I'd see the day. <laughs> oh my god.
1: <laughs> Why don't we get into some of the news that we've got before heading too far down the fast and the furious rabbit hole?
0: Well, first up, Journey Smollett is set to return as Canary for an HBO Max original movie written by Lovecraft Country's Misha Green. Lovecraft Country, also starring Journey Smollett, a show that we've talked about multiple times on this show in context of other things. Yep, and I've heard nothing but great things about, so I would really like to. I'd really like to check that one out.
1: Yeah, that's. I I love a weird, creepy like it. it for me, seeing those trailers, it had a very, like, Jordan Peele kind of eerie horror vibe to it. And I'm into that, for sure. And But I um, will say, Canary from uh, Birds of Prey, very, very interesting. That was not a movie that me or you received
0: very well, but... No, but I, she was one of the better parts of it.
1: That is very true. I, I will say I was... I remember, I think you, when we talked about it on the show, you asked me, like, did you even know she had superpowers until the very end of that? Like, did you know that character was supposed to have superpowers? And I had no idea. So hopefully now we get a little more of that, maybe a little more fun with that kind of character, with her, her interesting screaming powers.
0: I mean... I thought she was really good in that movie. The casting in that movie is spectacular, and I'd like to see everybody in that movie return in those roles. Journey Smollett was wonderful on Friday Night Lights, like, a decade ago. Right, yeah. Though this, I will say, is kind of contributing to something that we've been talking about a lot on the show, which is DC seems to be kind of sidelining all of their minority-driven stories to TV movies or streaming movies on HBO Max instead of, full scale theatrical releases.
1: Yeah, what is this number 3? We've got uh Batgirl was our last one and Blue Beetle was the was the first one that we learned which was originally supposed to be in theaters, but yeah, that's I I'm not I'm not loving that so far it's been like like you said three very pro- at least in this uh at this point in time in the DCEU very prominent characters that are being just kind of shuffled away. I don't, I don't know. I At first, I thought this... I, I read this as it's going to be an HBO series, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. They'll expand it a little more. But knowing that it's a feature, like they could have easily taken the amount of uh, the marketing they put behind a flop like Birds of Prey and put a little more into it for this character. Like That, like you said before, was maybe the best part of that movie as a whole.
0: I'll say this, that... This one makes a little bit more sense to be HBO Max for me because it's a smaller character. It's a less popular character. Because I think Blue Beetle has a pretty significant cult following and Batgirl is Batgirl, you know? Right. So I, I'll admit that. And I, and I do think after, you know, you mentioned the failure of Birds of Prey, which was partially due to the pandemic because it came out not long before. Yeah, that's the pandemic. true. But I also do think that it makes sense after how the that movie underperformed to maybe hedge bets a little bit with this one, but it's still part of this worrying trend. Yeah.
1: Do you, do you think, do you think uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead is going to show up in like the after credit scene to be like the birds of prey I mean, initiative the whole
0: movie, dude. Oh, like, you Mary think Elizabeth it's going to be so good.
1: <laughs> I, I mean, I thought she was, I thought that, that, you know, they kind of set up that team up at the end of birds of prey and I wouldn't mind at all seeing more of that, but I feel like, this headline would be different if we had any mary elizabeth winstead in this movie i feel like maybe that would have even given it more of a chance of a theatrical release if she was a part of it as maybe just a more of a a duo of of those heroes might have changed that outcome but i feel like because it is just the canary maybe that's why it's getting on the hbo max
0: yeah yeah I don't have any. I don't have anything else to say.
1: Yeah. Um. Now, time moving on to some different superhero news, and probably something that we have a lot more to say about. In this past week, uh, there was a very dramatic leak of the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer that has been very, very highly anticipated for a very like we've been told legitimately buy disney multiple times like hey it is right around the corner don't worry and it was finally leaked and the very next day we got the official drop of the spider-man no way home trailer garrett did you watch the leak before you watched that the actual one
0: no because i'm like why would i do that yeah because it's, I, the trailer's gonna come out anyway i don't i want to see it in good quality and this is probably the only trailer for this movie i'll watch
1: Oh yeah, I'm. I'm. I was sold before I watched this trailer. Now I I watched it in earnest. It is very awesome looking. I'm. I, yeah, I don't need any more convincing that this movie is going to be totally kick ass. So
0: well, let's talk about what we saw. What we saw in this trailer. We've got Peter Parker. He he. Oh, I guess like spoilers for Far From Home slash. If the you don't entire want to MCU about movie going in. Yeah, but. Spider-Man, the world knows he's Peter Parker now, because Mysterio did the thing at the end of Far From Home, which it seems almost like they've just, like, put footage, they've got, it starts with him and MJ swinging, Mm -hmm. and it just looks like the same footage from Far Home, (laughs) from Far From Home, except they put in that, that, like, clip. Yeah,
1: yeah, I think you might be right. Which Which is fine. But we also get a lot of, like, I thought a big portion of this was... Peter Parker as his civilian self having to go into hiding, but a lot of this is like public protests against him, like him, what looks like walking up to like a courthouse maybe, surrounded by a crowd of of people.
0: Well, you know what the rumor is, Seamus.
1: Is it my dreams come true,
0: perhaps? That, you know, if Spider-Man... Is getting sued. He's gonna need a lawyer.
1: Oh, maybe a visually impaired lawyer, perhaps one with beautiful stubble that he always has somehow.
0: A lot of people think that he's in this trailer, and I think a lot of people are grasping at straws because oh, like it's just a dude <laughs> in a shirt.
1: <laughs> like. I mean, then again, I think we can both agree that they're pulling an Endgame style fake out here, and a lot of these important shots they're showing, it, there's clearly. Like superimposed footage over specific characters. Uh, we have some theories about Spider Verse esque things, considering what well, al- some of the characters are wearing.
0: Yeah, let's talk about that. So obviously, at the end of this trailer, the big, the big reveal is uh, one we we see a pumpkin bomb. Oh yeah, and a very distinct
1: like, laugh as it happens, Willem
0: Dafoe yeah, style. Which it, it looks exactly like the pumpkin bombs from Raimi's Spider Man. Uh, one hundred percent. Yeah, and then of course. The de-aged Alfred Molina reveal in the most, like, boring gray shot I've ever... I mean, <laughs> what else do I expect from the MCU? All I could think was, like, imagine how Raimi would have shot this shot of, like, hey, man. all he's
1: back. I mean, he's, like, what? He, like, comes out of, like, a cloud of smoke after a explosion, right? At the very end? Is yeah. that what I'm remembering? Could yep. be, Could be some... False flags, man, could be. Oh, we're gonna put a bunch of smoke around this so we can't, we don't give away the big, real reveal That's that true. goes on here. That's very true. I don't know. Maybe but... I'm grasping at straws of like it's gonna be, it's
0: gonna be even better than we see. When he says hello, Peter, we see uh, who he's saying hello Peter to is, of course, Tom Holland's Spider-Man striking a pose and going into his Stark tech, nanotech, whatever, which. I really wish we would stop with. I don't like the <laughs> nanotech. I don't like the way it looks.
1: No, I mean but, it's it's uh, it's okay. I feel like it was maybe cooler with Iron Man himself, but we did that. It's over. We we gotta move it's on. It's
0: cheaper. I'm sure it's oh cheaper, yeah, and they just sure. got that effects <laughs> <they can> <laughs> yeah. go like preset. Yeah, Yeah, that's exactly right. But you and I noticed that Peter's outfit, the suit he's wearing, looks an awful lot like um a certain toby mcguire suit Ooh, that like from spider-man 3
1: it's the bl- what is it's the blue shirt with the gray jacket and the navy tie like yep. i can picture him riding on his little scooter with his white helmet
0: on in that suit so we think maybe that's toby in that maybe in the actual movie that's gonna end up being toby mcguire i hope we're right about that
1: I mean, if they really are pulling the trigger on all three Spideys, which, I mean, everybody's also just assuming that Andrew Garfield is in on this, but I feel like if anything, if they were going to have to do just one, it's going to be Toby and the Raimi-verse,
0: but yeah. Although there is the, um, there's that thing that attacks Peter in this trailer, looks like it might be the lizard from the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. Oh, I like,
1: I like the lizard, that, that. I never had a big problem with that villain in that first Amazing Spider-Man, so no, I I would His defense is good. Yeah, like, he really a, is. I, w- that's I would a good be happy of that character. I'd be happy to see him back for sure.
0: I want to see. Well, I just want them to let Raimi do Spider-Man Four, which I yeah,
1: think maybe could. I don't know. Maybe. Oh, wait, do you mean do you mean the MCU Spider-Man Four or like no, suddenly I mean, he gets his want, Spider-Man Four? I just 4?
0: want them to do. I, I don't need it to be multiverse or anything like that. I just literally want just a do, sequel to the 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 Raimi Spider Man. Do movie. the because script he to do that one. he
1: definitely has in his desk that he wanted to do ten years ago.
0: Because he had like he had the the thing was written. There are storyboards for some of it even, and they were like, no, we're gonna reboot. Ah, lame.
1: And like now that the public is also reintroduced to Mysterio as a concept, I know that was a big part of Spider Man Four in his in his vision and doing his. You know, his uh, Bruce Campbell bit and making that a reality, which I would love nothing more than for that to be real. But, you know, it's I guess it's more of a possibility now than it ever has been since they rebooted. So,
0: you know, fingers crossed on that. What if Bruce Campbell is standing in front of the uh, Doctor Strange portal saying, sorry, Andrew Garfield, uh, uh, you're too late. The performance has already begun.
1: Oh, I love that. And he's never in it. A fake-out. Um, I i think we were talking about it a little bit before. If they do bring in our boy Garfield, if they... Like, I've always dreamed of them fulfilling that freeze-frame ending of The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Pull in Giamatti, get him in the rhino suit. Start... It, it could be, even be, like... Into the Spider Verse, where we see a couple of different Spider people in action as they get pulled through a portal. What if a portal opens right as that freeze frame happened a second later? Hmm. Pulled in MCU style.
0: I mean, retroactively, that would make the ending of that movie way more interesting.
1: Yeah, because it's such a cop out. What could they just not afford Giamatti? Was that it? <laughs> like he was like, "I'm." I you get thirty seconds for five hundred thousand dollars
0: and that's it <laughs> yeah because they definitely needed him to do all the cgi rhino stuff yeah, yeah.
1: Wh- like god they he because he could have been fun i would even like to see a giamatti as like a craven the hunter i feel like that would be incredible but they just got him for nothing for amazing spider-man too
0: I do love Paul Giamatti, and I think that he will not be in this movie. Though, I think Jamie Foxx's Electro is going to be in this movie, right? Right.
1: It's like Electro, but he's not blue is what I hear. He's probably going to be yellow.
0: There's some yellow lightning in this trailer. Oh, yes, that's right. Maybe it will just be
1: all alt-universe Sinister Six team up on the bridge. That's where Doc Ock comes in in the big moment.
0: Well, let's think about Sinister Six. Okay, we've got Doc Ock. We've got... Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin, presumably. Electro. Maybe Mysterio. Like, if. Because all Hmm. these. Even if Jake Gyllenhaal is dead, right? They've got all the effects guys out there that could still make Mysterio happen.
1: And, I mean. What's to say there's. Like, if this. Like, multiverse pretty much confirmed a tear in a different multiverse where he's not dead. He could just come through with his. You know, stark hating plan and still (laughs) kind of have a. Thing against Peter Parker. I don't know.
0: And then you've got Vulture is still around in this universe. Well, he's could be him. he's
1: becoming best friends
0: with Mobius. Mo- yeah, yeah, I think he's gonna be in Mobius. Um. He's also in prison with Scorpion at the end of Homecoming. Oh wait, that's oh right. So Scorpion is here. So it could be like we could have Scorpion in here. We i we who knows? They could go crazy on us and bring in Venom. You know,
1: I would maybe give a damn about Venom if they just if they had the the balls to just be like, fine, like let's just do it. We'll, it'll be good for everybody. Venom is interesting. Maybe he could be fun to watch. Mumble at Tom Holland. We'll see what happens.
0: The only thing is that now, um, I think Venom got delayed again to January. Oh, <laughs> we just talked a couple weeks ago about how it got delayed to October. The so the thing about that is if. Venom's delayed to January. Now, after No Way Home is coming out, I think that probably lessens the likelihood of Venom being in No Way Home. Yeah, because maybe. Because I would assume that, the, that that would kind of throw a wrench into the release order, if he was, you know. Yeah, maybe.
1: Or, you know, I mean, who's to say Topher Grace doesn't make his appearance again as our uh, favorite everybody's Venom? Everybody's
0: favorite Venom. The best Venom that... <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's the thing. They Raimi hated that he never wanted to do Venom. Yeah, and he killed him like so definitively. You see his skeleton. Yeah, in that he pumpkin is so dead. Yeah. I mean, not that but Willem Dafoe and
1: Alfred Molina. Well, I guess Doc getting... Ock
0: has a less definitive death. He's just I mean, kind of floating there. He did.
1: No, yeah, I guess that's true. I I always remember him getting like swallowed up by the
0: sun at some point. No, he just he just kind of he just kind of drowns. There. Just kind of floats. And you can't tell, like, you know, the arms could theoretically, like, swim him away, you'd think, and...
1: Oh, sure. Maybe he's, like, drowned enough to be, like, brain damaged, and the tentacles, like, move in on that brain property, and, like, turn him into a weird weekend at Bernie's puppet,
0: and... But it's also the multiverse, so they don't need to explain everything. Oh, you know? yeah. It's, I mean,
1: it's... no one is going to be... I mean, well, okay, people are definitely... Some people are going to be a-holes about it, like nitpick every little detail. But I'll be happy to just be like, you know, it's a multiverse. Don't don't pick at it too much. It's fun. Like, well, have a good time. It's Spider-Man.
0: I was just reading today Roger Ebert's review of Spider-Man 2.
1: Oh, yes, yes. Like the
0: original Spider-Man 2. And I I sent you that that little screenshot from it.
1: No, yeah, it really did make me want to rewatch it. Like, I haven't seen it in so
0: long. And he talks about how he admires Raimi's restraint in that movie that he knows that character is more important than exposition. That you never learn in Spider-Man 2 why Peter is having trouble with his powers and that doesn't really matter. Like, it's... You can imp- you can infer different things about why maybe he was having trouble with his powers, but they never explicitly state it, right? Sure. So I think that Ebert is saying in that review, you know, so many superhero movies get too bogged down in exposition and over-explanation and all this stuff that they forget to be about things. Mm-hmm. They forget to be about characters. They spend all their time explaining. And I think that's definitely a criticism I would have of the MCU as a whole, so it's my it's my hope that if they are bringing in the Raimi universe, that they follow suit as well and know not to over-explain every little detail about the multiverse. That it audiences are going to be able to accept it. So just do it, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think with the kind of stuff we have going with what Loki has set up and the, I mean, like even using. Into the Spider-Verse as a base of just like, okay, that was a simple enough explanation of just the universe is all wonky. There's going to be some wonky stuff. Don't be don't be too surprised if, a, like, you know, the lizard shows up or whatever. I really want the lizard back for whatever reason. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're really devoted. You're a devoted lizard fan. Dude, did you ever... I want to see the lizard from the Raimi movies. I want to see... They never turn Kirk Connors yeah, into Yeah, that's lizard. right. He's just there, the guy from Trick or Treat, whose name oh, I should know.
1: Oh my god. How crazy is it that it took me until just a second ago to realize that's the same guy?
0: Oh, he's in everything. He's so good. I really should know his name. Um, I'm going to look it up Connors. right now So I feel bad.
1: Yeah, he's great. He's got range.
0: Oh, totally. Because he's not creepy at all in in spider-man 2 or th- is he in 3 to- i don't remember which no yeah
1: because he he takes the symbiote to dr connor's and he's like don't oh, play with right. this peter and
0: he doesn't do anything to like turn it into the government or whatever his name is dylan baker is that actor's name
1: well dylan baker is a champ he's he
0: is great he's great and he's he's got like the one arm and everything like they're really committed to him being kirk connor's you know what do you mean
1: the one arm and everything? He has one arm in those movies. Yeah, you're joking. No, he doesn't.
0: Because Kirk Connors doesn't have an arm. Like that's a whole. That's his whole carrot. Like well, yeah, he, I know because he, he's his... trying to
1: regrow his arm with the lizard DNA, right? Yeah. He only has one arm in the Raimi movies. Yeah. His college professor, Doctor Connors. I just
0: rewatched Spider Man Two. He has pinned up. Your... He has a sleeve like pinned up. You know. I I need to rewatch these movies, dude.
1: I'm I that that never ever clocked for me because I I you know know Doctor Connors and the lizard in, like a general sense and i always kind of heard about how he, you know they were going to do that for four or whatever but for whatever reason i i can't see him with only the one arm in those
0: movies well it is time for a rewatch then isn't it
1: that's true i think all 5 of them i'm in for it
0: i mean we could do or seven you know, of
1: them with the holland ones
0: i was going to say you and i are always talking about what different kinds of uh marathons we could do
1: that would kind of be a great one cuz it would like start awesome and then we'd have a little detour in like maybe underrated land, and then we'd get back to like oh, okay prime Spidey MCU stuff. Maybe throw in a Spider Verse for for flavor.
0: I was gonna say, do we do the do you do the Spider Verse, and where do you put the Spider Verse? Or Do you just watch them in release order? So you watch like because it's it's Homecoming, and then it would be Spider Verse, and then Far From Home. Yeah, I guess like
1: that it. makes sense. We take a little detour when we're in when we hit Tom Holland. I, that could be fun that would like actually be an enjoyable one (laughs) like we we keep picking marathons that are like going to be maybe terrible but i'm also still in for the x-men that that won't change
0: but speaking of marathons Seamus, should we should we go ahead and transition into our main segment
1: i think there's no better time
0: today's main segment is f9 the fast saga the 10th installment in the Fast and the Furious franchise because some of the spin-offs count as numbers and some of them <laughs> don't.
1: <laughs> oh, what a ride. What a wild ride, Garrett. We we had a time. We watched this together yesterday as of re- the day of recording and I I think I had an incredible time. Did I have a blast watching this it, movie?
0: It was worth the twenty dollar in home rental fee. I that's tr- for sure. I
1: truly think it was. That was. That was. I mean, it felt new. Maybe that was part of it. I've just. I just need new stuff. I haven't been to the movies yet. Still, I was. I was gonna do it for this one, but decided. I don't remember why we decided against it. Well, that Delta variant just picked up. Oh yeah, it that's just, true. It came on, it Would, shot back up. It couldn't have ever been worth it to go risk the Delta variant for. Like,
0: I like this movie, not that much. <laughs> I, thought, I did. I did really like this movie, though. I think it was a significant improvement. Like the last three. Or four Fast and the Furious movies were not good because yeah they
1: peaked at um, five. Was it when The Rock came in. Five is that is what we decided? Or
0: the best one? It
1: peaked there and it's been kind of middling. But this one was you know it was as much action packed as it was like really forced emotional stuff as it was, like, self... Like, they're getting more self-aware, and it shows, and I think that's what's making it more fun.
0: I... Okay, it's tricky for me, and we'll talk about this more in spoilers, I think. Okay. That they can't get... I don't want them to get too self-aware, because if they start, like... I know that they're obviously leaning into it, but, like, things that are trying to be so bad they're good are never as good as things that are just genuinely what they are. And, you know what I mean? I, I totally get what you mean, but, like,
1: the way I was thinking about it all day today at work, because I can't think of anything else for some reason, it's, like, the the times where they do find that nudge-nudge-wink-wink wink to the audience... Vin Diesel is nowhere to be found. He is in the serious side of everything because he couldn't fathom somebody making a joke about (laughs) his family. And he's he's just because, yeah, we'll still always have like Vin Diesel is taking it seriously how big the vehicle is that he is flipping in any given scene. But... I
0: love <laughs> Dom, Dom Toretto. The fact that he is the most iconic original <laughs> character of the last 20 years.
1: He really is. Like, he's becoming, like, a James Bond persona or something. Like, he's got... Like, his name has gravitas in the action film world. It truly does.
0: Um, But I think part of the reason that this one's better is because Justin Lin is back. Justin Lin... Yes. He did lots of them, including the two best ones Tokyo drift and fast five the last one he did was fast and furious six which was basically just a retread of fast five if I'm remembering that one correctly <laughs> I think so but it's also like that's the, I think that's the one where letty has amnesia um and, and Gaston is there oh god I'm yeah. trying to I'm trying to think back to the hazy 24-hour marathon we did in June
1: because six was the one where the ending stinger was Statham right
0: yeah Statham and of course and
1: of course the tragic Assassination of Han Solo.
0: Yeah. So then uh, they brought in James Wan, and then somebody else did. I don't remember which one. I think James Wan did seven, and then somebody else did eight, and then somebody else did Hazza Shaw. And seven was. The only good parts were the Brian parts in seven.
1: Sure, sure.
0: And then eight was bad, bad. And then Hazza Shaw, and Shaw. Was, uh, enjoy. <laughs> Oh, uh, but God. also, we were, like, really so close to being delir Like, really, like, truly didn't know what was happening during Hobbs and Shaw. So we might <laughs> owe that one another watch.
1: Yeah, maybe. When, when they come out with the... Definitely the sequel that they're going to do to Hobbs and Shaw, where it's going to spin off into into its own franchise. We'll do a rewatch.
0: But I'm glad Justin Lin's back, because I think he has a tremendous amount of care for these characters and this universe. And I think that he is the only one that fully understands how to make it compelling.
1: Yeah, what it, it's got to be him, because... In the ones that we know that he's done, there is there are enough layers to the fast cars that are on screen and the people driving them and the 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 motivations seem a little more pointed maybe i feel like all of the motivations in these movies are so meandering and it's just so revolved around like fast cars
0: that it gets it gets drowned in that if you look at the ones that he has done right if you only if if, if you theoretically looked at this um series as only the 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 justin lynn franchise it's tokyo drift fast and furious Fast 5, Fast and Furious 6, and finally, this newest one, F9. And if you, lo- like, there are two stories that are being told there. Like, that, th- those are, like, the most focused of any of the narratives in terms of, like, the two stories being told are the relationship between Dom and Letty, mm. and Dom thinking he's lost everything that he could ever care about and refinding it, and Han. Han's the other, you know, through line in Tokyo, like, Tokyo Drift, Fast 5, Furious 6, and... Now, um, elements of that story are being paid off all the way through F9. Yeah, yeah. And once again, we'll talk about that more in spoilers. But you're right. Like it's it, the motivations and the character arcs are so much more concentrated. And that doesn't necessarily mean that the 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 quality of the writing is better. It's just that it's like clearer. I think. Yeah, I. I, I, I could don't say that. I don't, I don't like. This movie, you and I, we were two and a half coronas in before we even started it, <laughs> so we were kind of in the mindset um, that we were kind of trying to recapture where the delirium of our original twenty-four hour yeah, marathon, to some degree for sure. Though, and while I cannot tell you the plot specifics of like what the MacGuffin is <laughs> and what what it's supposed to do. Oh wait, it kills it's, all the. It's computers. two
1: halves of a sphere that's unlocked by a person that does
0: computer. Stuff that it, it destroys all computers or something it's like it's anything not, with binary code, it, it can it, take over and it needs to upload to a virus or, or it needs a, to satellite to a satellite that'll
1: like shoot it into every computer on earth or
0: something, <laughs> something stupid. But yeah, um, I do, I could tell you, however, the like that the character emotional stakes that are being put up throughout this movie, I could t- like, I. Those are still very clear, even if the the actual plot of the movie doesn't make any kind of sense. Because it's all about Dom, his family, and, and, you know, some satellite things that we'll talk about a little bit more in spoilers.
1: (laughs) Yes. I would love to get into it soon. I think there's a lot of this movie that, for how just ridiculous it is, we do need to, like, (laughs) extend our courtesy to
0: the lore of, like... The Toretto's and and the crew itself, but so I mean overall, I liked this one a lot more than I've liked the last few. Even though I don't think that was like the general consensus. I think general consensus is one that was that this was worse than the last few have been, which I think is insane. Yeah, I don't, um, I don't get that. I think if, maybe it's the... probably my blind love of Dominic Toretto. I was going to say... so glad to see him <laughs> back after Hobbs and Shaw.
1: It's our love of Dom and the the way we consumed the entire franchise before this being like w- what do you mean the last few were better than this like we have that <laughs> that knowledge burned into us
0: it's a part of us now family is forever
1: oh as we will get into
0: so yeah let's let's talk let's get into some spoilers about f9 do you want to start at the very beginning or do you want to start with the most exciting part
1: oh man uh that's a good question because we did absolutely flip when we saw the flashback intro to this movie <laughs> of the harrowing and tragic death of the Toretto Papa at his race. <laughs> Just Papa the, Toretto, Papa Toretto, with his cross necklace in his rearview mirror. We we got. The two Toretto younglings in the in the pit crew. We had a lot of opinions also about these the choices for young Dom and young John Cena. I mean, for the most part, we thought young Vin Diesel was like pretty good. We kind of theorized that they did a little maybe voice work to help it get closer to that to that Vin Diesel grumble. Uh, we yeah, thought because it... he
0: doesn't really look like Vin Diesel as much as he just is moving like Vin Diesel and sounds like Vin Diesel.
1: I also think the the tank top and bald head are doing a lot of work for this flashback. <laughs> like we we want to see Dom in this young man, so we like we accept it a little more.
0: And then young John Cena who we didn't even know Dom had a brother until this movie. Yeah. Young John Cena has the John Cena head shape. He yes, he's got the... the square
1: head for sure.
0: He's extremely shorter than the guy who's playing Young Dom, which I think <laughs> must have been a vid diesel contract note, like
1: Did you think that there was enough John Cena in this movie? Cause I feel like like very quickly this bad guy role switched from John Cena to our girl Charlize back as Cypher.
0: Yeah, Hannibal Lecter style yeah. in a glass box. <laughs> yeah,
1: fully, openly, unapologetically manipulating Discount
0: Cariel was just like so but easily. Also, he also maybe worked for her the whole time, and then they betray him because she also like kind of references
1: setup? him as a puppet to somebody else. But was no, that just like her? Him negi- a puppet
0: to his face? Yeah, but like who she would calls he? Him Yoda? Be a... Because there's a whole Star Wars oh, analogy yeah. <laughs> battle where he's saying that he's Han Solo, but she thinks he's Yoda. Um and obviously Justin Lin's really into Star Wars, cause he named his character Han Solo. But right, yeah, that was a bizarre thing. I didn't really. Yeah, I don't really. What was their goal? What? How was? How was? Did they just want to restart the world? Is are they terrorists? Yeah, was it they, escape from L A. style from LA- Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Oh, is, is Snake a bad... Does is, is that a bad decision? Did Snake make a bad decision at the yeah, end of like, Escape oh, from Snake L.A.? Snake is the
0: bad guy in that movie, 100%. Like, for, like, is,
1: like, he could have done a lot of different... Like, it's obviously a parallel to him, you know, ripping up the tape at the end of Escape from New York, but he... He kills the world, huh?
0: <laughs> yeah, he really he, does. He's and a mean, real well, badass. He's supposed to be Escape from Earth, which I really think they should do a video game. Oh, hell with. yeah. Like, bring Kurt Russell back, have John Carpenter on to write it and score it, and do oh my Escape God. from Earth, the video game.
1: That would be incredible. Stealth elements, Metal Gear style, get get Hideo Kojima on to produce. Game oh, over, he'd bro. Do it. He would oh. do it
0: in a second.
1: That's like his dream. He would, of course, do that.
0: But, uh, speaking of Kurt Russell, oh, Mr. Nobody missing. is in exactly two scenes in this movie.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's, he's on a glitchy TV and in... 10 seconds of a flashback
0: and that might be being generous but you know that he's coming back because when they find his wrecked plane in the middle of the jungle in like truly i think i don't know why but this is the one where it really felt the most like they were super spies because (laughs) it's not like because in most of the other fast the furious movies they start out like dom is like he they might be in cuba on the lamb but he's still, like, drag racing or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But then in this one, he just starts out. He's, like, working on his tractor, crying. <laughs> Little B. Ooh, Little B. And then, like, they get a phone call. or Well, actually, no. I'm sorry. Um, Ludacris, Tyrese, and Missande with braids show yeah, up. Yeah. and And uh, they're like, oh, we got to go rescue Mr. Nobody. And then they're just on a rescue mission. There's no pretense about cars or anything. It's yeah, just...
1: really. They just, like... 'cause Dom's like i'm re- I do not do that anymore I'm retired and they're like it was, it's our mission he sent it only to us like they those it seems like those other three guys they're like on call for the government now like they're part of just
0: you tell me they trust Tyrese with state secrets <laughs> or they just like...
1: dude he would just riff about it and nobody would listen and then that's how they keep that safe. <laughs> nobody laughs at his jokes damn it
0: oh well we. During our twenty-four hour delirium marathon, somewhere around number seven, we started laughing at Tyrese's jokes, which was a problem. And yeah, maybe.
1: Though we did notice in this one, like he is being written a bit funnier. Like there, it, there was less like painfully eye-rolling moments, and also I a if they moment let him
0: improv less.
1: Oh yeah, maybe <laughs> or more, perhaps. I don't know what the factor is on that, but.
0: But yeah, Mr. Nobody, he's still out there. They didn't find him, so
1: yeah, I, they really—that's because that's, I guess, like you said, definitely going to be the setup for how they're going to go about the next one. Unless, I don't know, maybe that's just <laughs> Kurt Russell's exit from this franchise. He's like, I, I can't, I can't keep
0: doing it, man. I'm out, I'm out of <laughs> here.
1: Kill me off screen.
0: But that's the thing—they did. Th- there wasn't even like a moment where like Letty found like. A smoking pile of wreckage, and then they like only showed her reaction face and her shaking her head sad. Oh, that's true.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true.
0: They're literally like, "Dom, we can't find Mister Nobody anywhere."
1: It's going to be the opening crawl of Fast Ten,
0: and it's going to be like, "The dead speak." (laughs) Mister Nobody has broadcast his message across (laughs) the galaxy.
1: Damn it! You got the joke out before I
0: could. Oh God! (laughs) War in the Toretto family. (laughs) as we learn in this movie episode nine no one's ever really gone
1: oh my god wow it's like poetry it rhymes
0: (laughs) (laughs) han solo is back from the dead i called it again he's coming back seamus you i you
1: called this way earlier than you should have called it maybe
0: because <laughs> I, I called it half a franchise ago, <laughs> but I, still called it.
1: I mean what do you do when your absolute best character keeps dying you keep bringing him back you know like there's no rules here nothing matters it's it's mr nobody helps han fake his death that was retroactively assigned to Jason Statham to be the inciting bad guy incident of the Shaw sequel.
0: But also, Jason Statham thinks he killed Han. Like, he, like he's not in on the death of faking. Right, yes. So, Mr. Nobody knew that Jason Statham was going to try to kill Han and didn't do anything about it.
1: Or it was like, perfect. Now we can have Han be back in Tokyo, and all of his best friends will think he's been tragically murdered.
0: For like half a decade, they'll think it. So, yeah, man! So, oh my um, god. He, and he's back, and he's got a sniper rifle, and he's doing basically nothing in this movie, which is kind of yep. sad, because... He,
1: he, you know, he's eating his snacks. I like that they, you know, were keep, keeping us up on that, but past... A few moments with, like, him and the old Tokyo Drift crew,
0: and... That was really... I really loved. One, that they brought back the Tokyo Drift crew, including Bow Wow. Including
1: Bow Wow, who's, like, responsible for their weird rocket science job, whatever the hell that is.
0: But I I really was actually kind of touched by the reunion between Han and uh, Texas Sky.
1: Yeah, that... Because, yeah, that was... In, I like that moment, too. Because in... Remind me. Han also dies in Tokyo Drift,
0: right? Yeah, Han dies in Tokyo Drift and then they show it like several other times throughout the series. Yeah, yes they do. This is like the fourth movie that you see that scene. How how happy do you think that guy is that it's like
1: besides Vin Diesel, he is like the favorite. Like screw the rock, screw anybody else here. Han yeah, Solo, Kang. Sung Kang. I mean, he's so good. He really, is. he's like, I don't know, maybe the most, the most talented actor in this bunch. I mean, I I like yeah, him. Probably,
0: s- I can't think of really anybody who's like a good actor. <laughs> like, I think I enjoy the characters. Sure, yeah, but. I, the fact that he's been brought back says to me that probably the, that Justin Lin has a plan for him going into the last two because 10 and 11 are supposed to be the last two movies. Well,
1: they're supposed to be the last two I assume Fast and the
0: Furious movies. There's going to be
1: spin-offs, there's going to be Oh yeah, there's, uh, there's going to be, be a
0: sh- show like an HBO show Missandei for Sunday with braids learns to drive shoot yeah. to Peacock
1: Plus. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, yeah, I don't know, maybe I mean, do we want to just quickly jump to the stinger? Because I've got maybe some theories.
0: Um, of the of Han and Han coming to confront Shaw. Yeah. Hashtag justice for Han Stinger. Yeah. Yeah,
1: man. I think that maybe they're setting up Han as part of his own. like, Hobbs is gone. He wasn't even. He was barely mentioned in this movie. If they mentioned him at all, did
0: did they mention him in this movie?
1: Didn't they or are we just were we just talking about the rock <laughs> just like during this movie? Don't they mention it? Am I stupid? Maybe they don't. Like what did they say though? Man, maybe they didn't. These movies melt my brain, Garrett, you see. I I don't have a lot of cognitive like they they do mush together even still. I'll I'll like at watching that one yesterday, it's just added onto the pile of <laughs> Fast and the Fear is in my brain, and it's just part of the amalgamation.
0: Absolutely, I do get that. Though but I anyway,
1: did really think that Hobbs was going to show up with Han at, that, at the end of the stinger,
0: but... They're there together to kill Shaw?
1: Han and Shaw, dude, I'm telling you. That's going to be the I sequel. really do
0: think you're probably right about that. Like, I would watch it. Yeah, be down. it's Hobbs
1: and Shaw, but Han is like the mediator between their
0: BS like rivalry partnership. See, I'm I'm glad that Hobbs is gone. I was so annoyed <laughs> by that character. like past 6 I was done with that character. He should they,
1: like, like just stay in like Samoa with his family and like reconnect there and then in a couple movies he can do like a big
0: surprise comeback and that would be that would be great. Well, because af- again, after Justin Lin left, they changed that character. Yeah, he yeah. Was, like, no nonsense. I'm I don't care. I'm not impressed by your street racing shenanigans. <laughs> I'm just here to get my job done and and like kick ass and take names. And then in like seven, eight and Hobbs and Shaw, he's this wacky, like he's just another quippy boy. Yeah. You know Ah yeah.
1: uh, I think they started letting him ad lib a little bit in there too. He he gets comfy and his like hard ass persona definitely dwindles, I think.
0: Yeah, but I mean I like Shaw as a character, sure. so I would be really down to see Han and Shaw. Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. Um but let's talk let's talk about some of the some of the crazy action sequences in yeah. this Yeah. Great
1: great like train truck flip. But like it's flipping for a long time. I thought it's that <laughs>
0: because it's like a mile long.
1: And, yeah, it's like so long and there's like super magnets in play and it's just like vertical like the dark the knight for so plane. long. Oh, the magnet oh, plane the, is fun.
0: The magnet stuff in this movie was really really cool. And yeah. I'm not ashamed to admit how much I dug it. Um
1: <laughs> No, it it completely fit in my mind. It almost reminded me of like it's a little absurd but still really on Yeah, it's on the table for anything that's like dragging a safe through the Miami streets or whatever. I was you know? going to say,
0: it fits in the exact same logic pocket that dragging yeah, a safe behind exactly. two cars like, does.
1: <laughs> it's still fantastical, but I'll buy it enough in this franchise to just go with it. And it definitely, it's a lot of fun.
0: There is the um, ludicrous Tyrese, and Masande drive over a rope bridge that is collapsing <laughs> and they don't immediately fall to their deaths.
1: They Their car climbs back up the fallen rope bridge like John Cusack <laughs> in 2012. Just like, that's not how that works, bro. Come on.
0: And then Dom uses the remaining rope from the rope bridge to swing oh across my God, the canyon what? divide. That,
1: that was truly awesome. <laughs> I was into that. <laughs> Yeah. slingshot where he's like he's doing like a bergillion a beautiful mind car calculations in that bald head of his <laughs> to be like if I turn the wheel it'll wrap around perfectly and swing us across granted I think oh, they did it's... completely like roll their car on the other side of that bridge Oh yeah, it, it, that it, makes sense that car is
0: totaled hell yeah hell yeah and then they're like well uh, the, all the bad guys chasing them were like well guess they're gone
1: <laughs> what magnet plane I guess those are different bad guys. The bad guys are no, I think all the over same the bad place. Guys. I thought they're the bad guys all, none chasing None of the bad guys make
0: sense. We cannot apply logic no, to the nerd. bad guys. I think,
1: to, like, we'll still, every time the new one comes out, me and you will go back to, Cypher needs to be working with another famous bad guy from this franchise, maybe to make it better. Like, if there was, we always go back to the Cuban guy from Too Fast, Too Furious. He's still out there somewhere. He could be angry and at he's Paul still Walker. Still angry
0: at Tyrese. Ejecto because <laughs> hell yeah!
1: Could you imagine if he said that line fifteen years later in another Fast and the Furious movie, like to Tyrese?
0: Oh, that'd be pretty crazy. It would get because us on our feet again. Ty- Tyrese is literally the only character left from that movie, right? No, Ludacris. Ludacris was in that movie. Oh
1: yeah, that's where he. Yeah, that's where he starts. Is and that where Yuki, is? Suki? Suki?
0: Suki? Yeah. That's where, That's Who too fast to I really furious, was hoping it was going to show up in Tokyo in this movie.
1: Me too. I mean, they definitely will bring her back at some point, right? I mean, they brought back every single character that could be brought back, except for like her and that other guy that's in that race or whatever with the earring.
0: Well, even in the flashbacks in this movie, they have knockoff Hemsworth guy from the first one.
1: And in the Han flashback, they don't even have, like, Statham there. It's just, like, legs, close up on legs walking away.
0: Yeah, even though he's at... I I, I think you're right. You had a theory last night that that's to preserve... The the wow factor yeah, of yeah. Statham at the end beating up the punching bag with discount carry always in it.
1: <laughs> that was him, right? In that bag?
0: Yeah. All yeah, day totally today, right. I
1: was like, was that him or was that another callback that we just totally whooshed over our heads? But
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's got. that's where the guy is from <laughs> Too Fast, Too Furious. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. I'm trying to think, what's the finale action sequence of this movie, though? Oh, the car in space, right? Yeah, totally. they
1: go like we've been joking about it for a, like weeks since we've become super fans, <laughs> and that they're going to space. Like that's the how far can you go? How fast and furious can you be? And then going to space. I mean, like there's unless they go to Mars, maybe in Fast Ten. Like how do you top that? Truly,
0: they. I mean, first of all, they put the B team in space. You know, yeah. like Dom didn't. Go. <laughs> Dom's charger wasn't in orbit, Seamus. It was a Pontiac yeah. with Tyrese behind well, the wheel.
1: Well, you know they had to. They're not gonna leave the charger in space.
0: Did they leave the Pontiac in space? Wait, how did they how get down? How did they down? get back? Did yeah. we see that?
1: Because they crash into the satellite as like the the upload. We can't stop it or whatever. You have to crash into it, and they do at the last second, and then we're at a barbecue. The, the last, the, yeah. the next thing I remember. And,
0: and, and little Brian is saying grace. and Oh,
1: yeah. Uh, and big
0: Brian shows up. Yeah, and end. Brian's back.
1: <laughs> like, as the little button is like, there's one more seat open. Oh, he's coming in right now. And then he, like, whips Whip his, his blue Subaru. Yeah, he whips the blue Subaru into the driveway of the Toretto house being rebuilt. That was a nice callback, too. And then it cuts to black. We were like stunned. We were we were freaking out.
0: So, are they bringing Brian back in the next one, or was that just a nice like, oh, we miss Brian? Thing? I because
1: that's the question. Why would they? Because they could just be doing what they have been the last few music movies of like, oh, let's not bother Brian or oh, Brian's doing something else. But they're specifically Brian's
0: taking care of all of our children. Yeah. <laughs>
1: that's the thing. They re- specifically reminded us that Brian is here and he does see everybody. Like, why is everybody acting all weird when they're like, but there's one seat open and they're like, oh yeah, because Brian is like coming. Like, he's right here. But everyone's just like, well, and Brian. Like, he's on the way. uh it's, it's weird. It's weird. So maybe they could, maybe they're bringing the brother back. Maybe Cypher, maybe they'll kill off Brian. Is that horrible? That
0: th- I think at this point that was that would be in such poor taste. Also, like,
1: but isn't also, they like, have, teasing him being there in poor taste, too? Be like, hey, remember this guy?
0: I, well, because it, it's it depends on how you read it. If you just read it as, like, a nice tribute to, like, oh, Brian's still a part of the family... Oh, yeah, maybe. I don't think it's in poor taste. But if you read it as, oh, something larger is coming... Because I think the thing that makes it feel like a tease for the next movie is the fact that it's literally the last thing that happens in the movie.
1: Yeah, and it's, like, such a sudden cut to black. Like, it really does feel like we're supposed to be excited for that next one because of this. And I, I don't know. I guess it, it would have been maybe a little much if they like, yeah, I don't know. They got Paul Walker's brother back and did more CG on his face or whatever. He like walks into the yeah, yard, but do
0: that. I don't think they should not either. do that.
1: Maybe they'll do it. Like days of future past style where it's like 10 years later, Dom is the only surviving member of the family. And he's got to like hunt down <laughs> Cypher alone with, like, it's Die Hard 4 style where his his son is like a little grown up enough to drive a car. and
0: uh, His his brother... It, okay, so oh, he yeah. gives... Brian style gives John Cena a car a to A 10 escape, second right? car, yeah. So what's one, on me? A ten <laughs> car.
1: See, that could have been the tribute. That could have been it. But they had him drive up. I don't know. But yeah, John Cena's out there. I I still think that he's a good
0: guy because just like every other <laughs> villain, he's gonna be a good guy in the next one.
1: Yeah, exactly. Maybe it's Statham and Cena and The Rock all just like trying to macho well, each other. Not,
0: the Rock says he's not doing it. The Rock says no more Fast and the Furious for me.
1: Oh, did he say that officially?
0: Yeah, he said. Well, it sounds like he sounds like he doesn't want to do, because he and Vin Diesel hate each other. Right, Famous. famously, and and so. I think he'd do another Hobbs at Shaw or whatever, but I don't think he'll do any more mainline films. He said, I wish him luck with 9, 10, and 11. Okay,
1: alright, sure. Yeah, he'll do He'll do a reshoot day where he's in a stinger at the end of one where he doesn't have to make eye contact with Vin Diesel.
0: And... Yeah, I was gonna say, never say never. I th- <laughs> like you, you can't tell me 11 won't have Hobbs involved in some capacity, even if he's just like in a control room, being like, okay, everyone, it's time to go! and the, Because Vincius yeah. is gonna, like, say into his watch, he's gonna be like, call everyone, and then...
1: <laughs> yeah, Mr. Nobody is gonna, like, hire him on as, like, their new handler or whatever. Be like, I'm getting too old for this. You gotta... You know this team, Shaw. No, Hobbs,
0: damn it. And you're gonna whip him into shape. We didn't even talk about... Dom Samsoning down, <laughs> oh my with god! Chains bringing the bringing the like weird water facility down onto everyone.
1: Yeah, he's he was really like you know how Samson needed his hair to do this. I'm bald, and I could pull it all down on top of me and survive. And just just wrecks it.
0: And that's when he has the weird flashback where oh um, the dream
1: sequence where he's like drowning in the. Weird black ocean water, and
0: and they have the scene that looks so much like Christ in the house of his father, like the oh Millet my god, painting. yeah, that
1: was like truly a haunting comparison when you showed me that.
0: And that's when he's like thinking about Jacob because Jacob killed their father. I don't even think we talked about that yet. Oh um, yeah, he
1: like something about how the dad was gonna throw the race and. How, I don't think it was supposed to explode, but he, like, messed with the engine enough that it just, like, burst into flames.
0: Yeah, because he asked him to help him throw the race. Yeah. Because he was too proud to ask Dom, because Dom was the favorite son. (laughs) God.
1: We really thought they were gonna, you know, have good storytelling and have it that John Cena beat that guy to death and Dom took
0: the fall, but they just fully just went the way that it goes. But also, now John Cena is mad that Dom beat the guy half to death and not him.
1: Yeah, and I mean, then we also get that post-prison Dom, the only street race in this whole movie, racing against young John Cena. They both get to do their like wheelie in their muscle cars and... <laughs>
0: With the Nas. with the Nas. ah, oh, love it. We didn't. You're right, though. We didn't get the classic. Yeah, there's there's a there's an, the car.
1: There's a Mortal Kombat X-ray shot of like the Nas hitting the engine or whatever, and they just totally skipped it. That's like maybe the first time since Hobbs and Shaw because they always they always sprinkle at least one in there. What a weird movie. Truly, a strange time. Real quick before we wrap up, because I think we're like running out of insanity here. Shout I mean, out! I could talk. I could
0: talk more about Vin Diesel being slightly aged <laughs> in this movie. If you oh my want.
1: God! Yeah, that was something that once you mentioned it to me, it was quite distracting as we went through.
0: Because he looks so rubbery, and I'm like, just look old, Vin Diesel. It's fine.
1: Yeah, just on like the bridge of his nose and like between his eyes, and it's just like it really did look too smooth. But you were saying um michael rooker as their oh. mechanic father figure after he dies the the very blatant labels out corona moment between <laughs> him and dom in their toretto garage
0: who else got a corona oh um oh and then uh, the, fast, the, the tokyo, tokyo drift crew. crew
1: at the end were all cheersing coronas at this barbecue
0: oh you gotta love it i mean if- It'll never top Mr. Nobody pulling out a ice bucket full of Corona. Oh my god,
1: yeah. That was a great bit, too, because he's like, I got this great beer, but I I know you, Dominic Toretto, you famously (laughs) Corona-drinking man.
0: Is Dom's cross the cross that his dad wore, or is it a different, identical cross?
1: It looks like, because the dad's got a cross in his car that blows up, and then also That looks
0: just like Dom's cross.
1: But then aren't also both of them wearing their own individual crosses in the pit? Like, they all have one.
0: And I think Mia also has her own cross.
1: Yeah, it's like truly a Toretto heirloom. Or not an heirloom, like a a tradition for them all to have this. Because they're a family.
0: Family. Oh.
1: So many family moments in this. Truly, like they say, the line is like never get between a Toretto and his family, and I think that's yeah. iconic. Truly, they knew what they were oh, doing.
0: And it's immortal, just like the, the a Dodge Charger <laughs> is immortal, just like family.
1: <laughs> the most insane thing. Good God, I want Vin Diesel to like buy a car dealership or something like. Like how like Trey Parker and Matt Stone bought Casa Bonita or whatever. I want Vin Diesel to buy a Challenger dealership. A Challenger, a Charger,
0: Charger. Excuse me, is what that's what um, John Cena Jacob drives. drives. Yeah, because shoot because it's a Challenger. Nice it. little, yeah, yeah.
1: Love that. I I can't wait to see John Cena back. If I'm being honest, I hope he gets to be more part of the family. I, he's gonna be in the crew. Oh, duh, he's gonna replace The Rock. That's the role he's gonna fill.
0: Yeah, I that, think. So. I mean, they're both. Yeah,
1: former wrestlers, jacked. A,
0: obviously, John Cena knows his place because he gets beat up enough in this movie. Oh so. yeah,
1: he's a wrestler. He knows that's part of the deal.
0: Sometimes. Well, The Rock didn't. The Rock. They had to count their punches.
1: Well, wasn't The Rock? He was. He was a bit of a heel. He. He was never a. Right. Wasn't he a bad Dude, guy in the I'm, WWE? I, I'm so unversed in like classic 90s I wrestling.
0: I, I, John Cena has never been a bad guy wrestler. I don't think. I think he's always like good old all, Oh John yeah, because
1: he's all USA, ex-marine, all-American John Cena. Like, like I go to, they, of course, make a wish on or in
0: The Suicide Squad. Yeah. Yes. Very true. <sighs> uh, oh, John Cena goes on a zipline for about ten minutes.
1: Oh my god! Yeah, that that referenced in our intro. That was one of the funniest moments. I can't. I still can't tell if it was like continuity, <laughs> like really stretching that continuity, or they just like zipline train of like four zip lines <laughs> between a bunch of buildings.
0: That is um. That is a sequence that I literally could not tell you what was happening. That's the same sequence where Masande doesn't know how to drive.
1: Yeah, that was fun. You know, that's funny. One oh wait, crew? that's where the
0: tr- that's where the car goes through like the entire building. Oh yeah, I you know sure that's insane, but I love it. So much, so much collateral damage in these movies. It's oh just... yeah, they
1: like I don't know. Did they even say what government agency Mister Nobody is really from? He's just like a he's like a G man shadow government agent, like whatever bills they're paying. It's a lot.
0: Two weeks in a row, we got Kurt Russell though on this show, so that's always a win.
1: Oh yeah, we did. Yeah. I mean, at both times criminally short screen time for Kurt Russell, I'll say that. But I mean, you know, you, you take what you can get with Kurt and yeah, I, I can't have wait to the see the promise back.
0: of more Kurt Russell. So, no,
1: they really do. That's true. I uh yeah, I hope Kurt Russell is truly the main thing in the next one. I I thought that was really going to be what it was this time around. I thought it was just going to be you know, rescue mission, for sure, and, I don't know, unless he's, like, <laughs> puppet mastering something behind the scenes, he's well, locked up somewhere.
0: Thing. Mr. Nobody's got some stuff to answer for, because it's implied that maybe John Cena worked for him before, I think. Oh, yeah, and yeah, And yeah, that yeah. Han, he's been hiding Han all these years. And all that stuff. like so, so Mr. Nobody's got a bigger plan going on. Maybe Mr. Nobody's intentions aren't as altruistic as they have seemed in the past.
1: Wouldn't that be the biggest twist of all? Like, he's actually Cypher or something wild. Like, Charlize is a proxy and he's been puppet mastering everything the whole time. I don't know why he would then go get the most skilled street racing crew of all time to become super spies. But
0: maybe because he's really their dad. Oh my god!
1: <laughs> what? That makes little sense, but I'm kinda into it. Nothing makes sense in these anymore.
0: I'm—he'll be back. He might be a villain. I'm excited to find out. But I've had a great time going once again on this journey with you. The only Fast and the Furious movie you have left is Better Luck Tomorrow. Can't wait. But we've also got the Fast and the Furious Crossroads, the video game. Yes. And we, which is its own story that we that we could go on. And we've also got, you know, someday Fast and the Furious supercharged at Universal Studios. (laughs) I'm ready to join the Fast and the Furious family, I'll tell you that much. We really are embarrassingly into this.
1: I, like, I say it every time now, and it is insanely embarrassing that we're super into this, but I think at this point we have to embrace it or else it'll eat us alive, you know? (laughs) We're we're not going to survive if we don't start to genuinely advocate for these movies.
0: There is their there, there's their own brilliance to them. That's for sure. Absolutely, and it's, it's shown because there is talent that has to go into making them. Like we were just dissecting for so long, with the fact that mm-hmm. Justin Lin knows how to do these movies oh, yeah. better than uh, other people do. Like you, James Wan, who I think is one of the most talented directors working today, his movie is one of the worst ones. You know, it does yeah, not it's wild. anybody can step into this world. Well, I
1: hope. Do we know is Justin Lin coming back for the is he's coming back for ten? Do we not? I'm yet?
0: fairly certain he is. I mean, it they shouldn't have anybody else finish this he franchise. Should, he should
1: close it out, do Han some justice in the next few. I think it'll I think it'll be great.
0: Because I mean, really, this is at this point as much Han's story as it is Dom's.
1: Yeah, man. And if I, I would even take like a gimme a spin-off Tokyo Drift sequel, like a direct sequel. They all go back. Oh. They face the Yakuza again.
0: Yeah. They're like, Because oh. the Yakuza guy doesn't die in that one.
1: That's right. Maybe he's still he's holding like a grudge. Maybe he's like, oh. Because he originally, quote unquote, was the guy who killed Han. What if he's pissed that he's still yeah. alive?
0: Well, all the... Are there any... I think only the, like, cartel guy from Fast and Furious. I think he's the only one that is definitively, like, dead. They yeah. leave these villains alive in most of these movies. We're
1: going to get a Sinister Six team-up where Charlize is orchestrating all of their greatest villains against them. It's it's coming.
0: I want the Shaws to go bad again. Honestly, I think that'd be great.
1: Yeah, Mama Shaw's in this one. We forgot to oh, mention. Oh, yeah, she has
0: sexual tension with Dom. That's <laughs> yeah. an interesting thing.
1: I love that. Uh, I, would, I think they might have been better bad. I, I loved Statham, but he could have been, like, the villain of these movies, he could have been like an ongoing villain, kind of like Cipher, but interesting.
0: I, I'm sure Justin Lin's got plans because remember he's not the one who made the Shaw's good. That's true. Maybe maybe this has all
1: been a front. He's gonna he's gonna Star Wars sequel trilogy just like swiftly retcon a bunch of stuff he doesn't like.
0: Well, I mean, it doesn't even really need to be a retcon because now that Han's back, that automatically puts him back in an adversarial position, right?
1: That's yeah, true, but the way they, I mean, like, he's still very obviously on their side. He's beating up Kerry always at the end, you know? Like, he's
0: part of this weird team, even if he is kind of separated. A, a weird team, Seamus? That's a weird way. He, You don't have a weird team. You got <laughs> faith. <laughs> you ass. <laughs> Do you think
1: Jason Statham, Shaw, considers himself part of the family?
0: I don't know, man. I think Vin would consider him part of the family, so... I mean, he literally saves baby Brian in the Oh, that's the true. Furious. He
1: does his John Wick baby carriage the,
0: moment. The best part of that movie that is, true. is him that is true. in the plane with the baby.
1: Then he'd be like, I've got my own family. And then that's the intro to the Shaws TV show, only on HBO Max. With Vanessa Kirby
0: and uh, <laughs> Helen Mirren.
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: I wish Vanessa Kirby had been in this movie. That would have been cool. Oh, that would have been fun. Oh what
1: they could have referenced that disease from Hobbs and Shaw or something? I would, I would have gotten oh, a I kick out of that. that. Yeah, that's the whole plot. Remember?
0: Yeah, the she's well, got the
1: disease. <laughs> she's got. <this. laughs> what a weird. We can't. We can't start going back on Hobbs and Shaw.
0: We'll never get out of here. I I think I said we're wrapping up like fifteen minutes. Yeah, ago, I know. So. Is,
1: <laughs> that's what these movies do, Strother They they melt our
0: brains. All right, well, let's, let's move on to our pop culture reference, please.
1: This week's pop culture reference is digital de-aging. Digital de-aging is a visual effect process that has risen steadily in usage over the last 15 years. Though used mostly for blockbuster studio films, this effect becomes more common in lower-budget studio comedies as well. The first film that used this digital technique was 2006's X-Men The Last Stand with Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen. Two years later, the process would become more well-known with The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, a film which won the Academy Award for its visual effects showcasing Brad Pitt's character at every stage of human life.
0: Disney is the film company that has used and advanced this technology the most, starting with de-aged Jeff Bridges in 2010's Tron Legacy, and have used this technology extensively in their Star Wars and Marvel franchises. Though similar to fully virtual actors like the ones seen in films such as Rogue One, A Star Wars Story, and Blade Runner 2049, this technique still uses the actual actors portrayed on screen as the physical reference. As de-aging technology continues to advance, major studios may turn to this form of visual effects over utilizing traditional makeup or casting new, younger actors to take these roles.
1: Some of our past main segments on Pop Culture Reference have included some degree of digital de-aging, including Bill and Ted Face the Music, Coming to America, and Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. This technique is only going to become more and more prevalent. One of this week's news topics, the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer, showcases a de-aged Alfred Molina that looks like he did 17 years ago in 2004's Spider-Man 2.
0: Seamus, what do you think is, like, the most effective use of digital de-aging
1: well i think we've talked about it before because it truly does stand out maybe because they don't keep it on screen for too long and it is just like a genuinely well done bit of de-aging but kurt russell going back to him in guardians 2 in those flashbacks where he's like romancing peter quill's mom he looks really good
0: i think that's the first time that i saw it and i was like wow that looks seamless, like it looks so exactly mm. right. Because films like Benjamin Button um, look a little weird. Jeff Bridges in um, Tron Legacy looks famously off. <laughs> right, right. And even something like I think in Civil War they did it with RDJ. Oh yeah, before, they did. Before they did it in Guardians, and I don't even think that looks super good. Like it's re- like. But I remember it being in the theater for guardians 2 and i was like man that guy really looks like kurt russell must just be kurt russell they must have just gotten that good
1: yeah it's i think a big portion of that too i feel like that kurt russell moment is a lot wider in a shot that rdj stuff in civil war is very much like a close-up on his sad young face in that in that scene he's talking to his parents
0: that's like a real close-up in most of the Guardian stuff is like two shots.
1: Yeah. So I think that's a big key to this technique is not focusing visually too closely on it and keeping it, you know, as sparse as possible if you can. Something like we were theorizing in Fast 9 that they might have done some digital work on Vin Diesel's face was pretty much distracting me the entire movie.
0: Yeah. And I think that's something, you know, like, I wish they'd used it more in Bill and Ted, for example, because that seems like the perfect movie to mm. really capitalize on that. Like, they did it for a few shots, but I think they could have done, you know.
1: Yeah, they could have
0: made it a bigger part of the plot. Again, you know, we were mentioning this seems like it's probably a pretty expensive technology, which is why it's usually reserved for bigger budget films. Because uh, you mentioned it earlier that it's starting to make its way into studio comedies, right? Yeah, yeah. But, like, Coming to America, and Bill and Ted Face the Music, use them for, like, one scene each. Yeah. And it's usually in, like, low light. <laughs> so... so it's where like, it works best. Yeah. But, yeah, Disney's pushed this a long way, and they're also pushing it, you know, like you mentioned, it's got a similar kind of technology to resurrecting other actors or, like, mapping another actor's face onto a, onto a separate mm-hmm. person. mm well, like the Irishman and yes, Captain right. Marvel films that use that technology for like their entire runtimes, it really opens up the kind of storytelling you can do. And now I think Captain Marvel's de-aging looks better than the Irishman's de-aging, but also think about the, the budgets that those two films are probably working with. Right, yeah. But should we move on to Save the Rec Center, Seamus? Let's do it. Now it's time to Save the Rec Center, where we bring you our weekly rec recommendations. you want to start us off?
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll start us off. Uh, going back, uh, always going back to the old video game area, but I've been watching my girlfriend Kara play this absolutely bonkers JRPG the last couple weeks now. Uh, it is a remake of a PS3 game that... Got a sequel on PS4, but I believe the original game was never released in America, if I'm getting that correctly. Near Replicant Square Enix game, about as confusing as any Kingdom Hearts or Final Fantasy game that you can get your hands on. It's maybe one of the best visual graphics I've seen on any PS4 game that I have ever played it is truly incredible and though a bit confusing on the plot it's one of those games that you're meant to kind of replay over and over getting a new chapter of the story every time you do a playthrough and it's honestly incredibly compelling just a a world of humans in like the far far future that have like returned to like a medieval era of society because of the collapse of humankind based on a disease that turns people into shadow monsters. It's pretty intense, but it's a it's a lot of cool stuff in there.
0: You know, I'd always heard of near replicant, and I just literally had no idea what it was.
1: Oh, I had, same here, man. Because I I had seen a lot about near automata, which is the I guess technically the one that came before this one, but it takes place after the new one. Whatever, it's. A lot of uh, cosplay of, like, a sexy robot assassin girl that's, like, the main character is all I ever knew about it, and there's a lot of interesting, deep, kind of disturbing stuff about this game that I I would definitely recommend checking out.
0: Absolutely fascinating. Is it on... So, if, like, is it on PS3?
1: Well, I... The original is on PS3, I think, but... There was something about how it was released where most people just played Nier Automata when it was released in America on PS4. So, I the way we decided to do it was go, bla- go back and play the remake of the first one, then go to this uh, first American one. It's a little complicated, but I, I think it's probably best to do it that way. I think I understand what you said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's Square Enix. It's just going to be confusing forever. Just don't worry about
0: it. I'll just, I'll just stick to my Tomb Raiders. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Well, what do you got this week, Garrett? Don't even worry, Seamus. I'm bringing us back all the way back to the beginning of the show. Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 2. Uh, I really, really want to watch this for the podcast. I think with that we would have a lot of fun, but I just rewatched this you know, earlier this month with my parents, who were kind of nonplussed by it, I think. Really? But I think it is still probably one of the best superhero movies ever made. I love Sam Raimi. He is one of my favorite directors. And everything about that movie is just firing on all cylinders. The action, the themes, the character work. It is insane. Like, the formal choices are so bizarre, but they all just click because it's so sincere. One of the scariest scenes, I think, ever in a mainstream superhero film... The, the doctor scene? You mean the surgery the do- scene? Yeah, yeah, the surgery scene. Oh yeah, man. I remember
1: I saw that movie in theaters when it came out and my mother was told to cover mine and my brother's eyes during that. And it didn't quite do much for the horrified doctor screams <laughs> getting ripped apart as a buzz saw <laughs> goes off in the background. It's pretty dark
0: either way. If anything, what you were imagining is probably <laughs> yeah. worse than, like, what's oh, actually yeah. on screen. Gr- granted,
1: I wrestled my eyes away from her hand, and I was like, oh, yeah, like, this is what I thought it sounded
0: like, weirdly enough. I just think that movie is transcendent. I really do. I It's it's the best 9-11 movie I've ever seen, I think. When it, <laughs> oh, my God. Cause it's ri- I mean, it really is. It's reflective on what it means to be a New Yorker, on what it means to be a citizen. You mess somewhere. with one of
1: us, you mess with all of us. A real Le- well, New York family moment. One, but
0: it, the sentiment is certainly what? there. BS. What that's, do they
1: say in the train?
0: Um. Yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna. If you want to get to him, you're gonna have to go through me and me. Oh and yeah, me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very similar, <laughs> similar feeling. But I'm just saying. I think it's a tremendous, you know statement piece about that time in America and you know the things that we try to be proud of that we can't be all the time but in the in the ideals we try to reach that in reality might tear us apart
1: mm. Mm.
0: it's sad it's a sad. it's the only spider-man movie I think that really gets to the heart of Peter Parker which is just the fact that he, he can't win Like, even if you save the day, even if you defeat the bad guy, even if you get the girl, you can't win. Like, there's still... Yeah, man. I
1: mean, that movie will go down in history as one of the greatest, like, fantasy superhero, whatever you want to call it, of just, like... Like you're saying, the way it's written is real feeling. The emotions behind these characters matter in what's happening in every single facet of... Like, Peter Parker's life is supposed to fully affect Spider-Man. And it 100% does. I think Alfred Molina is impeccable in this movie. I think... I I still like... This was pre-creepy James oh, Franco, James too. James Franco. You know, he he's doing his little brooding, sad thing in this one. And I don't know. It's It's truly incredible and i'll rewatch it with you any day dude i'm ready to do that for the show for fun just to marvel at it as for what it is
0: well when december rolls around i think we're gonna have an excuse so perfect as if we needed one but that's even better one of the best don't watch the extended edition
1: um we're gonna i'm gonna
0: make you oh but it's worse worse
1: (laughs) I, i know
0: oh god But that wraps us up for this week's episode of Pop Culture Reference. If you want to reach the show, you can tweet us at pcr underscore podcast. Find us on Instagram at pcr underscore podcast. And you guessed it, find us on TikTok at pcr underscore podcast. You can email us at popculturereferencepod at gmail.com. Give us a like on Facebook. You can find us on YouTube by searching Pop Culture Reference Podcast. Give us a like there, subscribe, leave a review on whatever platform you're listening on. Really helps the show out. Next week we're gonna be talking about. Uh, what are we gonna be talking? Oh, it's Shang Chi already. Next week oh another thing gosh. we're gonna to have to spend lots of money on to rent at home. <laughs> God, can't wait. Gotta watch maybe Black Widow. Probably not. Yeah, I'm excited for Shang Chi though. Um, you and I will probably sitting be sitting on your broken couch before the week is out.
1: Hell yeah, can't wait, man. What do you? What do we drink to Shang Chi? There's nothing. There's nothing that goes um. along
0: with that. We'll do some research. Yeah, we'll find Ma- some mandarin orange juice.
1: Boom time! We'll eat <laughs> ten
0: onion rings or some BS. I don't. Hey, know. I don't that's know. cute. I like that. <laughs> that sounds like a terrible mix.
1: Oh, truly, it does. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Anyway,
0: adios, amigos.